it's always important to remember that we are all wired differently and uh, when we become one, we become a totally different unit as well. So how do we navigate becoming that new unit together? Welcome to the Connect to Marriage podcast by Focus on the Family Singapore. Well, in this episode of Connect to Podcast, we tackle questions that couples ask about marriage, communication and conflict and of course, much, much more. So we hope you'll keep tuning in to learn with us and to grow closer, deeper and stronger in your marriage. Now, marriage is a wonderful journey, but it can also be challenging. And that's where healthy boundaries come in. And in this episode, we'll explore why they matter and what exactly they are. So with us today, we actually have our guests, Hong Sin and Noel, who have been married for nine years and are parents of two boys. Uh, they actually met on their first job <laughs> and interestingly changed industries together, although not with the same company. And what's interesting about them is that they are your typical Singaporean couple. Their proposal didn't involve an HDB flat, but uh, their wedding did uh, kind of revolve around, you know, housing arrangements. And uh, they actually stayed with their uh, in-laws immediately after their wedding for about six to seven years and shuffling between both sides of parents. And so uh, we're going to uh, find a little bit more about them as well on that because I'm sure boundaries come in as well over there. And uh, they currently also serve in their community's marriage preparation program. So welcome, uh, Hong Sin. Welcome, Noel. Thank you, Joe. Hi. Maybe just get you to introduce each other like uh, as husband and wife. What's one thing that you still appreciate about why you married each other? Okay, maybe I'll go first. Hong Sing, I, I love Hong Sing for being very adventurous. I'm someone who is actually very stuck on staying within my comfort zone. So being Hong Sing has actually um, helped me to grow a lot personally as well as uh, for us as a couple. For us, um, our wedding theme was actually about beginning a new journey. And I think truly it has been an, an adventurous journey with him. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I can sense the differences there already. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, so for Noelle, she has always been very patient and uh, I really love her for that because as you can see, I'm not very patient. And she handles the kids very well. I mean, that's of course not something that I look for when I married her, but it comes at a bonus when we have boys. Because uh, boys being boys are really very, very tough. So she always have the patience and I'm always the one that the neighbours will hear my voice. So I'm uh, very appreciative for her for that. And not just the boys. You know, sometimes they always say that the men is also one part of the boys, right? Mm. We gang up together and so on so, so she has been very patient with the, the three of us in the family but to get really to just get down to today's topic on boundaries we know that healthy boundaries are crucial for actually any kind of relationship and particularly marriage because you know both of you are sharing space together you're sharing lives together and I think oftentimes when we think about how the wedding brings two persons together and they become one we always say two become one right it somehow gives this sense of you know we're not supposed to have any boundaries between the the two of us we are you know now one unit and <laughs> we share everything and uh, so maybe I, if to start like why the need even for boundaries in marriage for all of us i mean we are all wired differently we will have different ones different desires different needs and different preferences maybe just to share an example just something as simple as our diet right for hong sing he loves spicy food mm. he loves mala xiang guo i'm someone who cannot take the ma in the mala xiang guo so i never eat that so that boundary is one that he sets in which he decides that he will only eat mala xiang guo when he's with his friends. People who love mala xiang guo and they enjoy it together. You can eat with me. <laughs> <laughs> My husband also does not like the ma. Okay. <laughs> 
All right, so it's kind of like managing different preferences, different styles, if you might say. Yes. Uh, how does that actually play out in your marriage, really? For example, if we are having any disagreements, our style of managing disagreements naturally is quite different. So for Hong Sing, he actually needs just to be left alone for that night, for example, and he just needs to be able to sleep it off, for example, before he can become rational and logical to be able to actually have a good discussion about whatever we have. Disagreed mm -hmm. on. Whereas for me, at the start, I'm the kind that, you know, I want to resolve it within that day. Yeah. So that's something that we have learned about each other. I actually set that boundary where I know, okay, he needs that space. I will just approach him the next day. You know, I can wait and it will be better. I like how you put it when he's more rational and logical. <laughs> <laughs> That's quite important. Actually, it sounds like what boundaries are there to respect or appreciate each other's differences, it also sounds quite a bit of a survival necessity <laughs> so that we are not at each other's throats all the time. What types of boundaries should a couple be aware of in marriage? The expectation is something that uh, we we need to be be aligned. Also, you know, the advent of uh, social media, etc. There's a lot of comparison. The expectation must be you know made that we, we don't compare with the exes, which she don't have. I'm her first boyfriend. I previously have a few exes. So I mean, it's also not just exes, but also social media. What we see on social media, the stories that we read, etc. So it's uh, managing expectations and knowing that the woman that you married is the one that they've never made a mistake for. La. So it starts with expectations. Yes. Did, they, I mean, would boundary something that you're talked about before you got married? Is it something that I know you're involved in your community's marriage preparation program? Is it something critical or crucial for couples to understand? Within our marriage, at the start, maybe we didn't really discuss very much about it, but it became a tool that we realised worked for us and kind of organically we realised that it's important to set boundaries and also to use it and it helps us to grow. Maybe share a little bit about housing arrangement when you got married because uh, we do encounter, this is a typical Singaporean couple, right? Where housing can be an issue and of course uh, some couples would choose to wait till their flat is ready others I mean the wait is too long <laughs> particularly maybe COVID extended that way so they just decide to jump into it and I think this arrangement of having to stay at one of your in-laws but you also shuffled between the two how did that actually work I mean was this something you're discussed or you know something when the situation presented itself and what were some arrangements that you made to ensure that you maintain your sanity and I, mean, I don't know how's your relationship with your in-laws. How do you maintain, you know, that good relationship with everybody as well as each other? Marriage is one of the most rewarding things in life. Yet, navigating marriage as newlyweds or an engaged couple can sometimes get overwhelming. Whether it's managing expectations of the in-laws, getting a good grasp of your family finances, or establishing good habits of communication and healthy conflict. Focus on the Family Singapore's Marriage Preparation Program aims to help you build a solid foundation in the early years and prepare you for the adventure of your life. Visit family.org.sg slash c2marriageprep for more information today.
I think we are very blessed that our parents actually quite relatively tolerant of us in some way and quite good. We started the building of the relationship way before we got married. When we first got together, we already introduced our parents shortly after we got together. So that actually from there, we built out the relationship and then they kind of understand us. It's not just about our good side, but also our bad side. So of course, that actually was a bit more evident when we stayed with our in-laws, but they were very understanding at the same time. And then because also of their understanding, so we had to be understanding, especially when we are staying with them, right? we kind of burden them in some way or another. So at the boundaries itself, if I'm staying at her parents' place, if there's any conflict, she'll be the one resolving with her parents and then vice versa for my side. So at least the son or the daughter looks at their own parents instead of uh, the mm. other way around. True, true. And, and that was something that you discussed or was it a situation that brought it out into the open? Yeah, so that was actually something we already discussed before we wow, even okay. moved in. And um, even for the arrangement itself, it was a way of setting boundaries because we wanted to actually be able to spend time with both sides. Mm. So it was telling his parents because actually we're staying with my parents for majority of of the time from Mondays to Fridays oh. and then on Saturdays uh, we would be at his parents place so we wanted to give them enough time as well with us it wouldn't be like you know something like the son totally moving out and then staying with the in-laws was that tough like I know the kids came while you were still with in-laws or did that actually help I think that helped quite a bit la. I stayed with my in-laws for two years before the, the baby came along and I think that helped la, because the grandparents really love the kids and also that would allow both sides of the grandparents to actually really enjoy their the joy of having the grandkids with mm. them and at the same time like for my parents if they were taking care of the kid from Monday mm. to Friday for example it can be quite taxing for the seniors then they have that break on Saturday right. and Sunday it sounds like both of you actually had the benefit or advantage of having pretty good parents who <laughs> are yes. well, not like your overbearing interfering in-laws or hard to manage I mean they sound pretty mature and <laughs> wholesome and like with healthy boundaries of their own but what are some pitfalls to look out for because I guess this arrangement may not work for every couple. The grandparents have to recognise that parents have the final say and mm. as much as possible we also use evidence-based parenting you know with reference books etc. Also you tell to... your parents like you know the research shows this is that like, yeah. <laughs> yes. No no, no we, we actually bring it to them and say hey we quote uh, this book uh, or you know this website etc and to tell them hey, this is the way to parent that's our style and uh, we think we believe this is the way to go. Oh, yeah. so, so you're actually quite proactive in kind of sharing yes, yes. you know yeah, your yeah, learnings yeah. and in a way kind yes. of sharing with them what approach you like. Yes. Yes. So, because as much as both sides' parents um, have been very helpful and uh, really just great grandparents, but there's definitely going to be differences in parenting styles and our preferences for how we, we raise our kids. So for example, maybe you want to share about TV? Oh, yeah, um, Screen time. <laughs> I, I just want to caveat that the, definitely there, there will be arguments about the differences. <laughs> Not say there's no, no rosy picture here. If, yeah. We've gone through a few arguments and etc. Uh, arguments so, between both of you are between like the, the grandparents and Usually, I think both of us are aligned. Uh, I mean, if the, if the parents or the husband and wife are not aligned then how, how are we going to stay together to fight the war right <laughs> <laughs> okay so so husband and wife must be the united front yes but your, the rule or the wisdom is that it would be the spouse to deal with his or her own parents yes okay and yes. not that you deal with yes. your in-laws yep. at least in front of the parents it must be seen as united right so I mean the example she wanted me to raise up is on TV my mom is very liberal on letting the kids have TV and uh, but we read on you know evidence that actually exposing kids below three or five years old is actually not very good. So we actually prevent our kids from having screen time until they were four or five years old. And that was a bit of conflict because my mom thought that letting the kids watch TV would be very educational at a young age. 
which we totally disagree. La. Always to keep reminding her and of, of what our values and what, what we believe. Somehow she does listen, uh, thankfully. I guess it depends on what you watch too. <laughs> 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 but I can imagine some grandparents like, you know, like you said, fatigue right earlier on, um, they would just resort to putting the kid in front of the screen because that just gives them some relief for a while. Yeah, I mean, thankfully because, I mean, Noah's parents were the primary caregiver and both of them were retired around the same time. And so when the kids were born, they, they were both retired so they could actually take turns. Wow. The best to, to take care. care yeah so when our second kid was nearing 18 months it was like hey please uh, I cannot take it anymore <laughs> we had to send to childcare we did that la. Oh, okay. so it's only after when 18 months that we sent to uh, preschool then they give them a bit of relief <laughs> at least they don't right, see the kids for the whole right. day yeah. it sounds like you know having a clear set of boundaries and communicating about them even if there are changes to them it really helps everybody all around be more sane <laughs> maybe you can talk a little bit are there any physical boundaries that couples should be aware of I think physical boundaries with friends of the opposite sex. I think that that's quite important that we need to have that barrier. Classic example would be about men or women working late and you know being too close to a colleague of a opposite sex and so on. That must be very clear boundaries and also for, for me and her you know when we go out with uh, friends of the opposite sex we keep each other very updated you know where we go who are we going out with and what are the contents mm-hmm. that we, we, we spoke and so, so on. That kind of physical boundaries must be there and the trust must be built upon. Mm-hmm. We are out there as friends then nothing more than that. Were any of these physical boundaries like did they change when you got married? Because I know you guys met at the same workplace, right? Mm. Actually, some people, when they meet at the workplace, then they kind of have to keep their relationship secret or hidden. <laughs> How was that like for you guys? And like, did they have to, did some of these boundaries have to change when you got married? Okay, I don't think we really kept it secret Yeah, when we were working together. So, didn't really change. Only after we got together, maybe half a year or a year, she, mm. she left the company. And not because of the relationship. <laughs> <laughs> but she chose to pursue a career in another company. It was, everything was fine. I mean, thankfully, the, the workplace was quite acceptable. Actually, they're very somehow I was wondering do they work for SDU you know where they promote, <laughs> they promote couples and yeah they were encouraging Much about thinking. you know about singles <laughs> going to go out and so on yeah and we get this question sometimes where you know husband and wife they like one spouse is alright with the the other one going out with a friend or colleagues of the opposite sex and maybe even alone because mm-hmm. they say that it's just a work lunch or um, I'm just giving you a ride it's on the way it's for convenience um, but the other spouse may not be too happy about it or finds that it is an issue when there's a, such a difference like who do we default to or whose opinion matters more I have to admit that I'm the one always going out with the opposite sex <laughs> and uh, always alone sometimes like I said it's really Noel's grace that she allowed it to happen uh, because these friends have been with me for over 10 years and it's really just purely catching up and it's really her trust in, in me and also vice versa <laughs> that that can allow that to happen to, to me as long as you're accountable and you you know what you're doing I think that that's really fine so yeah. what does this accountability look like I mean for couples who aren't sure like exactly I know you mentioned that you share with one another yes. what exactly needs to be shared <laughs> okay so actually he has a calendar where he puts in all his appointments so at any one time I can see you know even what, when he when... goes out with like catch up for friends yes friends? yes okay. so I know when he's going to meet someone and then um, when he comes back he even shares about what they talk about so I think for Hong Sing he's a very honest person so this is something that I like about him um, even before we got married so he has always been this honest and he will always be very open and transparent about what he does alright so it sounds like the really important thing to remember is that if we want to feel safe in our marriage safe with one another to uh, protect in a way the trust that mm. is necessary as a foundation of marriage uh, we do need to set some guidelines or rules or communicate some expectations of behaviour and how we'll interact you know as husband and wife and even interact with people around 
around us like in-laws. Now, in each podcast, we actually address a frequently asked question that couples have about marriage. And today's question is about boundaries. So today's question is this. My husband and I agreed that whenever he needs to have lunch with a female co-worker or business associate, he give me a heads up via text. So you can imagine how upset I was when one day he didn't tell me anything and just so happened my good friend saw him with his colleague. He explained that he forgot and will be more careful in future. Should I take his word for it? So I think firstly, when we talk about such things, the husband actually explained that, you know, he forgot about it. So the thing is, we need to learn to differentiate between when a boundary was willfully transgressed or whether it was accidentally forgotten. From there, then we know, you know, the, the real intention. Thereafter, I think for the person who actually transgressed the boundary, they do need to actively seek forgiveness and restoration oh. after it has been transgressed oh. and, you know, the hurt has ensued because naturally oh. you would be hurt by what, what has happened because you expected something. And then from there, we work at restoring the boundary too or even updating it to suit our current needs. So in this mm. case, if it's something that, you know, he can easily forget, like, you know, having to text, for us, I would recommend putting Check it in the calendar. calendar. <laughs> yes, because for both of us, we know that we tend to be forgetful about things. Right, so that's right. when we actually chose, you know, we put it in the calendar. You don't have to actually actively remember to go and text. Right, and yeah. it, it kind of demonstrates that you have nothing to hide. Yes. Okay, yeah. maybe Hong Sin, if I can ask you, right, this thing about, since it was the husband that so-called transgressed the boundary, <laughs> <laughs> um, what does this like seeking forgiveness and like look like because you know my husband always likes to say that oh for the guy it's very easy husbands we just say sorry and then we move on but you know it's never satisfying for the wife the intent must be right in the first place if you're really really forgetful the, the it must if the intent is right how you put it across will be right also so if you're really out to cheat then it's very easy for the I mean mm. you know, women as a sixth sense or whatsoever right they can easily detect it I say you're really a good actor so <laughs> so, so I, I think being honest and truthful I think I mean your wife would really know you if I say I'm forgetful she'll know I'm really forgetful because yeah, he is indeed yeah we are both very forgetful <laughs> yeah. so I, I think as long as you are sincere and, and you, you are truthful I think right. the wife will be understanding so a lot of it is really also learning to have a deeper understanding of our spouse's heart and intent oh, this is great and I hope today you know we really learn something about why the need for boundaries and that boundaries are actually a good thing not necessarily contrary or contradicting to two becoming one but in fact quite necessary and so maybe if I can get any last words from both of you maybe for the wives and the husbands uh, respectively it's important to always as with all marriages it's always important to remember that we are all wired differently mm. and uh, when we become one we become a totally different unit as well so how do we navigate becoming that new unit together I think boundaries actually helps to it's a tool to help us to navigate this new journey it helps us to grow in understanding of each other as well because um, when you want to set a boundary you actually need to be very self-aware of yourself and also of your couple be aware of your couple so you learn to grow in terms of your own self-awareness as well as your awareness of what your husband is like or your wife is like it's actually very fruitful to me it's like I mentioned earlier it's about expectations it's really aligning your expectations and to discuss and to align the expectations for, for the both of us or for the married couple to be able to move ahead well you know at the end of each podcast we always end up with a couple challenge so that couples who are listening in together can go and do something with your spouse 
or if your spouse is not listening with you, you can share about this podcast and still do this couple challenge. So today's couple challenge is to take five minutes to share with each other how healthy you think your boundaries in your marriage are. I mean, we've been talking about how there is a need for boundaries, not that we should be too dependent or enmeshed in our marriage, husband and wife, but we don't also want to be so independent and indifferent that we don't consider how different we are from our spouse and respecting that space. So uh, take five minutes to just have a quick evaluation of how healthy are your boundaries in marriage. So with that, uh, we'll come back in the next episode to hear more from Hong Sing and Noel about how to go about setting some of these boundaries. So we hope that this podcast has really given you some inspiration, some tools as to how to take your relationship to greater heights. And we hope you've enjoyed it. And if you're looking out for more resources to grow your marriage, do visit our website at family.org.sg to browse our articles or to check out our upcoming events as well as marriage programs. If you have not already followed or subscribed to our Connect2 podcast, please do so and also share this with a friend who may benefit from it. Thank you for tuning in and until next time, take care of yourself and your spouse.